Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Revelation. Tonight is study number 12 of Revelation chapter 19. And we're going to be reading verse 10. And I fell at his feet to worship him, and he said unto me, See thou do it not. I am thy fellow servant, and of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And I'll stop reading there. Now, the Apostle John has been receiving glorious information, glorious divine revelation from an angel and uh, or from a messenger of God. And uh, in response, uh, John falls down to worship him. It, it says he fell at his feet to worship him. He prostrated himself before the feet of the one that was showing him these things. And then the angel said to him, See not, or or see thou do it not. It, the added words are to help us understand that it is as though the angel is correcting John. Do not fall down and worship, basically is what he's saying. And, and then he gives the reason why not. As it, go, it continues, I am thy fellow servant and of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Now, there there are um, uh, numerous times in the book of Revelation where Christ is referred to as an angel, a messenger of God. And we've covered this in previous chapters, again, numerous times, where a reference to an angel is actually the Lord Jesus Christ. But here we have a problem, and a big question arises, if this angel who is showing John these um, revelations from God is Jesus, if it is Jesus, why would he say to John, at the point when John falls down to worship him, see thou do it not. Now we could understand, yes, Jesus is our fellow servant and he is our brethren. That would fit because, uh, when it was said to Jesus at one point that, uh, your, your mother and brethren stand without and Jesus said, well, who is my mother and brother and sister? But they that that seek to do the will of God. And and so we we are married to him, but God also likens his people to his brethren. And, and, and so these statements could apply to Christ, but the big question is, why would um, the Lord uh, tell John not to fall down and worship? Uh, for example, when we 
when we check the gospel accounts, there were many times when uh, when people would come to the Lord Jesus Christ and fall down before him and worship. And, and let's look at a few, a few times this happened. In Matthew chapter 8, in verses 2 and 3, it, it says, And behold, there came a leper and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will be thou clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. This is um, very significant that the leper came and worshipped him. Direct worship to Jesus himself. And Jesus did not say what we're reading in Revelation 19 that was said to John, See thou do it not. And, and Christ didn't say, Get up and and uh, don't worship me. Now, re- remember what Jesus said to Satan while he was being tested in the wilderness. It says in Matthew chapter 4, beginning in verse 7, Jesus said unto him, It is written again, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Again, the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain, and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world, and the glory of them, and saith unto him, All these things will I give thee, if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Then saith Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. And of course, Christ would not fall down and worship Satan, and neither should any man fall down and worship any other god, a false god like an idol, or other man, the only one deserving and worthy of worship is God himself. And that's why Christ accepted the leper's worship of him. But it wasn't only the leper. In Matthew chapter 9, it says in uh, verse 18, While he spake these things unto them, behold, there came a certain ruler and worshipped him, saying, My daughter is even now dead, but come and lay thy hand upon her, and she shall live. And Jesus arose and followed him, and so did his disciples. Notice again, no correction, no rebuke. What do you mean, worshiping me? Worship thou God, as was said to the devil. No, it, okay, I, I will go with you. In Matthew 14, it says, just to set the context in verse 25, And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. And then in in verse 28, And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, 
Wherefore didst thou doubt? And when they were come into the ship, the wind ceased. Then they that were in the ship came and worshipped him, saying, Of a truth, thou art the Son of God. Again, they worshipped him, and Christ accepted their worship. In Matthew 15, beginning in uh, verse 22, And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast, and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. But he answered her and said, I am not sent, but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then came she and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. And of course, he does go on to help her and and to heal her daughter. But this would have been an excellent opportunity for Christ to set this woman straight. After all, she was a woman of Canaan, and the Canaanites were involved with idol worship. And and so uh, Jesus could have used this time and and her falling down and worshiping him as uh, an opportunity to say hey don't do that worship god only worship only god and and you don't fall down at a man's feet at, at like like me but he didn't do that because he is god he's God in the flesh, he's Emmanuel, God with us. In the beginning, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh. It says in John 1, 1 and, and verse 14. And Jesus is God, and, and therefore all worship from the leper or the ruler or this Syrophoenician woman is proper, it is right to do, and Christ does not refuse or or tell someone to stand up or not to worship him in any place that I can find in the Bible. God God does not turn back worship that is offered unto him that I can see in in Matthew chapter twenty eight it says um, in verse 6, again, to establish the context of the resurrection, He is not here, for He is risen. As He said, Come and see the place where the Lord lay. And then in verse 9, And as they went to tell His disciples, Behold, Jesus met them, saying, All hail! And they came and held Him by the feet and worshipped Him. And again, a little further down, in verse 16, then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee, into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him. But some doubted. And again, Christ at the time of the resurrection is being worshipped repeatedly. He is worshipped. And um, I, I can't find anywhere in the Bible where Christ tell someone not to worship him. Now, there is an instance um, 
when the rich young ruler says to Jesus, uh, good master, and, and Christ says, why callest thou me good? There is none good but God. And, and, uh, some who, um, do not properly understand who Jesus is and, and, and they want to just think of him as a prophet or a man, they point to that uh, at the exclusion of, uh, just, uh, an incredible amount of other biblical evidence and try to say, well, Jesus is saying he's not God, but that isn't true. He, he doesn't, he doesn't say, uh, why callest thou me good? There is only one good that is God, and I'm not God. He doesn't say that. He just wants the, the rich young ruler to understand that he's addressing him as good, and, and that is correct because he is God. He's trying to lead the rich young ruler along those lines. But he does not tell the rich young ruler not to call him good. He he just wants him to begin thinking about why he is calling him good. And so there is no other place uh, that I see where Christ corrects someone for worshiping him. But there is an account in the Bible, there is another place where a true believer or someone that God is in the process of saving or actually could be saved already who falls down before another true believer. And we find that in Acts chapter 10. In Acts 10, um, I'll read... The first five verses, and then we'll read a little uh, further on in the same chapter. But in Acts 10, beginning in verse 1, There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of the band called the Italian band, a devout man, and one that feared God with all his house, which gave much alms to the people, and prayed to God always. He saw in a vision, evidently, about the ninth hour of the day, an angel of God coming in to him and saying unto him, Cornelius. And when he looked on him, he was afraid and said, What is it, Lord? And he said unto him, Thy prayers and thine alms are come up for a memorial before God. And now send men to Joppa and call for one Simon, whose surname is Peter. He lodgeth with one Simon a tanner, whose house is by the seaside. He shall tell thee what thou oughtest to do. And when the angel which spake unto Cornelius was departed, he called two of his household servants and a devout soldier of them that waited on him continually. And when he had declared all these things unto them, he sent them to Joppa. Cornelius um, had an angel visitation a messenger of God, come and tell him that his prayers and alms were come up for a memorial. Send men to Joppa. Call for Simon Peter. And Peter will come and and, and explain what is going on to Cornelius. So Cornelius sends a soldier, a trusted soldier, with two servants, three men, who go to Joppa, 
define Peter exactly where where God said he would be. And then Peter is called to return with them to Cornelius' house, and Cornelius, being an Italian, is a Gentile, and God um, is at this time also giving Peter a vision. This is when Peter's on the housetop, on the rooftop, and he sees the unclean animals coming down on a sheet, and God is telling him, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. And, and Peter receives the vision three times. The number three is um, strongly emphasized in this chapter to point to the purpose of God that the Gentiles are fellow heirs with the Jews of God's salvation. That's the, the point of this. The unclean animals represented the Gentiles, but now you may, you may eat uh, what God has cleansed um, call not thou common. The the Jews and the Gentiles alike will be the recipients of God's grace in the sending forth of the gospel to the world. God is now um, dealing with, of course, God has always saved people from any uh, land, but, but now officially the gospels to go out into the world to the nations and, and it's not just um, the Jews who were the corporate body, they were the outward representation of God's kingdom uh, to the people of the world for nearly 2,000 years. Now it would be the churches established in the nations and Jews and Gentiles alike would would be the members of these churches. So all that's going on. And then we read in uh, Acts 10, beginning in verse 22, and they said, Cornelius the centurion, a just man, and one that feareth God, and of good report among all the nation of the Jews, was warned from God by a holy angel to send for thee into his house, and to hear words of thee. Then called he them in, and lodged them. And on the morrow Peter went away with them, and certain brethren from Joppa accompanied him. And the morrow after... They entered into Caesarea, and Cornelius waited for them, and had called together his kinsmen and near friends. And as Peter was coming in, Cornelius met him and fell down at his feet and worshipped him. But Peter took him up, saying, Stand up, I myself also am a man. And, and that is the key event that we're looking at. Here Cornelius, who has heard from God, from an angel of God, concerning this man Peter, and and he was to send for him, and he's waited a, a few days now for uh, Peter to receive the message, and and for Peter to return with the three men he sent. Now they finally return, and Cornelius just can't, stand it in a sense uh, this must be a holy great man he he's in all that god has communicated with him and heard his prayers and he falls down at the feet of peter and peter quickly quickly picks him up it, it says that peter took him up and and to worship involves falling down 
and and he took him up saying stand up not only did he probably put his arms out and grab a hold of him but also he he said the words stand up i myself also am a man i am a man and it's the equivalent to what is said in revelation 19 see thou not see thou do it not uh, i i'm a fellow servant and of thy brethren and uh, how's it say that there in revelation 19:10 and I fell at his feet to worship him, and he said unto me, See thou do it not, I am thy fellow servant, and of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. It's correction to the Apostle John. Now, again, just as Cornelius, um, he was in a place of waiting to hear a man, a messenger of God, who would explain to him what God meant with that visitation just a few days earlier. And and so it caused Cornelius to fall down. Well, John has been receiving glorious visions and revelation and information from the mouth of God. And now it's the marriage supper of the Lamb. It is the completion of God's grand salvation program. The bride has made herself ready. She is arrayed in fine linen, clean and white. And and it's been said unto John, Right, blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he saith unto me, These are the true sayings of God. You, you just can't get a more glorious... Um, picture or or a, a more all-inspiring uh, uh, occurrence than all the things that John has been privileged and blessed to have revealed to him that he is to write as um, God is going to move in him to record these things. And so uh, out of being awestruck, John falls down at the feet of the angel, and and yet uh, the angel does not receive his worship. If it were Jesus, he would receive the worship. That that's what the Bible um, lays out in all those other scriptures we went to. Christ doesn't correct someone for worshiping him because he is God. It 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 said of Cornelius, "Let's get up." Cornelius, and it said to John, worship God. See thou do it not. I'm a fellow servant. Worship God. Basically, get up, John, and stand on your feet. Now, concerning the identity of the angel that is giving John this revelation, if we go back to Revelation 17, in verse 1, it said, in that verse, and there came one of the seven angels, which had the seven vials, and talked with me. One of the seven angels. Now that uh, directs us to return to Revelation 15. And there were seven angels that had the seven last plagues. And it says in Revelation 15, in verse 6, And the seven angels came out of the temple having the seven plagues, 
clothed in pure and white linen, and having their breasts girded with golden girdles. Now, it's interesting that the bride that John has just been seeing is is likewise clothed or arrayed in fine linen, clean and white. Fine linen is the righteousness of saints. The seven angels or messengers were clothed in fine and clean white linen. They they're they're the bride. They are the saints of God. And and the apostle John sees the bride and uh, and then he is going to fall down at the feet of the one who said this to him and it happens to be one of the seven angels the bride the the fellow brethren don't don't fall down at my feet now it, this is confirmed that we're understanding that it was one of the seven angels when we look at revelation 21 and verse 9 it says in in that verse and there came unto me one of the seven angels, which had the seven vials full of the seven last plagues, and talked with me, saying, Come hither, I will show thee the bride, the Lamb's wife. And see how that fits with the context of Revelation 19. The bride, the Lamb's wife, was shown to the Apostle John. And who showed it to him? Well, according to Revelation 21, 9, one of the seven angels which had the seven vials full of the seven last plagues, and those seven angels are clothed with fine white linen, which is the righteousness of saints. They're not angelic beings. They are not Christ. They are saints. They are fellow brethren. They are God's elect. In Revelation 22, we have a similar occurrence. It's almost the same identical language as what took place here in Revelation 19. And in Revelation 22, it says, in beginning in verse 8, And I, John, saw these things and heard them. And, and again, if you uh, could take the time to read the previous verses... It is super glorious what John has just seen and heard. Uh, just to, to quickly recount, he's, uh, he's seen the, the tree of life and, and it's, it's yielding her fruit and it's healing the nations and there's no more curse. The throne of God, um, and the lamb are in it and they shall see his face. There's no night there, no need of a candle. For God giveth them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. And again it said in verse 6, And he said unto me, These sayings are faithful and true. Super wonderful, super glorious. And and so I, John, in verse 8, saw these things and heard them. And when I had heard and seen, I fell down to worship before the feet of the angel which showed me these things. Then saith he unto me, See thou do it not, for I am thy fellow servant, and of thy brethren the prophets, and of them which keep the sayings of this book, worship God. It's a, it's a repeat. It, it, it you know, we, we can't understand, 
um, because we've never been in that position as John was to see such things and, and the the wonder and the glory and and the power of what God was showing John it it, it had him all ready to to uh, uh, fall down before God himself but it happened to be the messenger of God the angel that was showing him these things giving the opportunity to to emphasize and make clear only God is to be worshipped only God is to be bowed down to uh, that's what Shadrach Meshach and Abednego told King Nebuchadnezzar will not fall down and worship before your golden image. No, only God uh, will receive our worship. And and so God is uh, here uh, highlighting that, that wonderful truth that he only is deserving and worthy of worship, and his people are only to worship him. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.